This is Gates McFadden, who played Dr. Beverly Crusher from Star Trek The Next Generation. And you're listening to the Trek Geeks podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. Just in from the Trek Geeks newsroom, located in the sub-basement complex of the Podfleet Command headquarters here in the beautiful northeastern United States. It's the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant and the flagship of the Trek Geeks podcast network. Greetings to you, interested parties all over the world. It's the Trek Geeks podcast and episode number 279. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being a part of this show we are so grateful for you to be here today um my co-host and i love doing the show and we we thank you all for showing up and of course now this means that i have to introduce my co-host he um i i struggle for the words to describe him that paint him in a positive light in the news however if there's ever an article where he has gone missing I had nothing to do with it. He's the um, he's the largely forgettable Dan Davidson. And Dan, once you unmute yourself, welcome aboard, buddy. Bill, this just in. Dan Davidson has been found alive and well. Back to the studio. Well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Great to be here. Thanks. Always, always. It's, you know, it's always, a, it's always an adventure with how you're going to uh, do introductions here on the Trek Geeks podcast. And uh, you never disappoint. Just like my Farkism, they never disappoint. But it's good to be here. I'm not going to let you get a word in edgewise that I said that because I know that you want to. I'm just happy to be here to uh, talk about episode 279 uh, here on Trekkies. Episode 279er? Did I hear a niner in there? I did not say a niner, and I almost did, but I thought you'd yell at me, so you did, and of course, that's okay. That's only because in Vegas... You use Niner like way, way, way too much to the point where the crowd is telling you to stop. That's that's all part of the shtick. <laughs> is it shtick when the the crowd starts taking up porch uh, pitchforks and, and torches? Episode two seventy nine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about a lot of newsworthy items. You and yeah. I have been, you know, um, away from our normal schedule due to uh, due to a lot of things outside of the podcast. You know, work uh, and the crazy schedule we've had going there due to some mitigating circumstances. So we haven't been able to do the news as often as we'd like to, which means at all. Right. Um, and we're going to make up for some of that this week because a lot has happened even in just the past few weeks. It's amazing how much uh, Star Trek news has been coming out over the past, I don't know, four weeks maybe, about a month, month and a half. Every day it seems that something new is coming out. And you're right. We haven't been able to do Trek uh, uh, news from treknews.net in, in a couple of months, three months maybe, even longer, I think. Um, yeah. and, and we apologize for that. But like Bill said, schedules haven't really allowed for it. So you know what? 
Why not do a whole episode of news? Because there's been enough news lately to fill an episode listening to these two whack jobs. So here we are. News time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get your news on. Uh-huh. Dan's gonna pose for some tasteful news. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was funny. I know. It's, oh. it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, as always, we want to take this moment to thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. You know, Chicago is just right around the corner, and they already have some beautiful pins for that convention. Yeah, they sure do. You know, we've talked about them a lot because, well, they're simply awesome. Yeah, three special pins to commemorate Mission Chicago are going to be available at their booth in just a couple of weeks. Uh, And if any of the three don't sell out, they're going to be available on the website right after that. But chances are, you know, well, we hope they sell out because that means that they did well, but we also want fans to get them at fansets.com before that though don't forget that the newest Star Trek pins are now available at fansets.com and they are Loaxana Troy Adira in their Earth Defense uniform and Cetacean Ops Lieutenant Junior Grade Matt aww beluga whale I love it wait whoa flipper what's that Timmy's in the well (laughs) (laughs) you know rumor (laughs) rumor has it Dan we're also going to have some special fansets giveaways at our booth at Star Trek Mission Chicago coming up in just over two weeks. So be sure to drop by and say hi. You might be a lucky winner. Until then, you know what I'm going to say. I say it every week. Head on over to fansets.com, but a whole bunch of pins and accessories and, well, just pins and more in your cart. And uh, at checkout, be sure to enter this week's special discount code word, Trek News. That's T-R-E-K-N-E-W-S in all capital letters with no spaces for 10% off your entire order. Now, this offer will be good until April 6th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And of course, uh, don't forget, when you spend more than 30 bucks, you're automatically going to get free shipping in the United States. Fansets! Our pins have character, and we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Fansets! <laughs> Thought you'd like that. So, folks, uh, really, if you haven't checked out the Galaxy's First Interactive Triple from Science Division, let's try that again, because there's no such word as division. So, so friends, come on now. If you haven't checked out the Galaxy's First Interactive Triple from Science Division, then you are really missing out. You know, you are. This officially licensed Tribble is just an amazing, high-quality Star Trek collectible, which we know you're going to be proud to add to your collection. You and I each have one, and we truly love them. So much work and creativity went into creating this Tribble, too, right down to the softest fur you can possibly imagine. Plus, I mean, these Tribbles, they make sounds straight out of the original series. In fact, you'll be able to, to hold one in your hot little hands at Star Trek Mission Chicago and hear the sounds for yourself, because you're going to swear it came straight from Space Station K7 right to your door. Or hold one of the giant ones, because they're probably going to have some giant ones at Chicago, oh my God, too. Those things are enormous. They're like basketballs with fur on them. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, the Science Division Tribble has its own app that you can use to control the Tribble. It's not necessary, but it is a lot of fun to make it scream at people like this guy right here, my annoying podcast co-host. Uh, fret not, however, everyone except Bill knows. That's right. Here it comes, Bill. Tribbles are not dangerous. Oh, thank goodness. I was worried. <laughs> uh, this just in from Trek Geeks Legal, Dan. Please do not play basketball with Tribbles. Oh. Um, 
they are an endangered species and, you know, mm. we want to do what we can to protect them. Okay. Unless, of course, the Tribbles challenge you to a pickup game of horse. Just saying. But uh, in the meantime, head on over to sciencediv.com right now to pick up one of the galaxy's first interactive Tribbles for your very own. Plus, while you're there, check out their new and improved shop accessory section where you can get all kinds of Science Division swag, like t-shirts or mugs or the legendary Science Division tote bag. Science Division, trouble's never been this fun. And we thank our friends at Science Division for sponsoring this week's episode. <laughs> you said it more like Santa and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> than you did Cyrano Jones in that Sorry. One. I'm just saying. Sorry. <laughs> Ready, Rudolph! <laughs> Ready, Santa! Excellent. Nicely done. That's all thank staying you. in. That's, oh, it's absolutely staying okay. in. Okay. <laughs> ScienceDIV.com. Well... Hi, Dr. Phil Flox, also known as John Billingsley, speaking. I am the president of the board of the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific multi-course meals to the unhoused and to those in need seven nights a week. We assist as many as 100 nonprofits with their food needs, buttressing extraordinary social service programs. We work with community partners to address issues of food insecurity here in SoCal. We do lots of other great stuff, but how much time do we have? If you're in L.A., come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org slash volunteer. And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. Dan, it's been a long time since we've said this. Hmm? What's that, buddy? And I, I do want to provide fair warning that things are about to get very boisterous. But, Dan, it's time for the news from treknews.net. Oh, my God, I waited so long for this. Oh, wait, back off from the mic a bit. You're killing me. Spanning the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> With all the news from all the Star Trek CEO. It's treknews.net. Whoa, that was <laughs> online at treknews.net. Dan, um, welcome to Newsapalooza. We have been so out of the loop to some extent that uh, it was time to get caught up because we're trained and seasoned professionals here in the podcast sphere, and um, honestly, um, we suck. So I guess you could say we were out of the loopapalooza? <laughs> no, I would never no, say that. No, I would never say that either, but I did. But you did. I did. That's okay. So you're, so you're fired. That's all right. That's all right. I've been fired so many times, uh, I feel like um, you know I'm running Star Trek. <laughs> 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 so we've got a, a, an assortment of stories that we want to talk about and, and get some thoughts on. Yeah. Uh, and they're from various points in time over the last several months. Some of them are recent and some of them may not be so. So if you hear us covering what you think is old ground, it's because um, we haven't been doing news <laughs> um, because we could just barely keep it together right now. That's true. And and uh, so, yeah. But you know what? It's good to talk about old stories from time to time. Uh, and that's why we're here. Uh, that is. So So let's get started. So yeah. one of the biggest stories of the past few weeks uh, was that actor Paul Wesley, who some people may know from uh, Paramount Plus's Tell Me a Story or from the CW's The Vampire Diaries, mm -hmm. has been cast as James T. Kirk Boom. in season two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is filming right now in Toronto. Yeah, 
uh, fantastic news. Uh, you know, it's great to hear that, you know, we've already heard about some of the actors that will be playing some of the iconic characters that we know from TOS. Um, but this one was not one that had been talked about uh, until very recently. And there were actually some pictures that appeared to be leaked uh, from the set in Toronto. They were doing some outdoor shooting and we saw uh, Paul Wesley in one of these pictures. And yeah, so uh, a few days later, it was officially announced that he was going to be Captain James T. Kirk in season two of Strange New Worlds. Very interesting. Um, one of the things that uh, we've been noticing uh, in both the pictures and uh, in discussion on social media is in the pictures that were leaked or taken outside on the set, he appears to have a certain type of badge on that people are kind of relating it to the USS Farragut badge from from the old days, which would make sense. But in the promotional picture that um, was released by Paramount Plus and CBS, he's wearing an Enterprise badge. And you have a very interesting take on that, I believe. Well, before we get to that, I want to yeah. do. I do want to mention one thing. Sure. I don't think it's the Farragut in no, really? in the in the long um, revered book, The Making of Star Trek, by Stephen Whitfield and Gene Roddenberry. Mm-hmm. One of the characters, uh, one of the the elements of the backstory for Kirk's character is that he was the captain of a destroyer class vessel before he was the captain of the Enterprise, and I think they're going to leverage that bit of Star Trek lore, which is super deep cut. That's a big deep cut. It is, but theoretically, there's. I hate to use the C word, but there's some canon behind it. I mean, this was the original intent from Gene. So if that's what they're doing, they're staying true to what Kirk was. And I think it's some other vessel and not the Farragut. Because Kirk was a lieutenant aboard the Farragut. Right. And that, and that's we know that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Now, you mentioned the two different badges. Obviously, yes. the, the different ship that we see from the, the shots in downtown Toronto and then the one in the CBS uh, promoted picture with the Enterprise badge. I think that whatever episode this is in Strange New Worlds, it's going to be told from the time frame of Kirk as the captain of the Enterprise in flashback. Maybe um, to the point where, you know, uh, he's recalling the first time he encountered the Enterprise before he became her captain. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Something along those lines. But I think that's the only way that makes sense, unless it's CBS doing a massive head fake. Which is also possible. It is very possible, yeah. I, and and I do I do like what you think it's going to be. I think that would be a, a great thing to do. I think um, I think some people won't like it, but I think it would be kind of cool. The picture is really nice. I do like the picture. And looking at it, he's sitting in the captain's chair, and you can see the stations behind him. The stations behind him have like a almost a Wrath of Khan looking display. But I know that the Enterprise is going to be looking more modern, which I am totally behind and 100% with. One of the things I like about this picture of Paul Wesley, I think he's going to do a good job as Kirk. I'll be interested to see how his dialect is. Um, but the hair that they've done in this picture, he's got the swoosh on the top of his <laughs> hair, just like William Shatner does. There's been a couple comparison picks out there, and uh, uh, it looks pretty cool. And there's an interesting story about Paul Wesley and this um, casting that was that was made, so he became Captain Kirk. He recently thanked everyone um, for all the support, and then he relayed a story on Twitter where a few months back he got on a plane and sat down in first class, and lo and behold, the person sitting next to him was William Shatner just coming home from his trip into outer space for real. Um, So they had a great discussion, they had a selfie, and now look, he's Captain Kirk. That's kind of cool. It is really cool. I mean, what are the odds that something like that's going to happen? Yeah. 
Um, and and oh, by the way, uh, belated birthday wishes to William Shatner, who turned ninety one this week as we young. record this. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's old. Let's let's be honest about that. <laughs> wow, I said it. I, I didn't say it, Bill. He said no. It. You, you you said it. You had, you admitted. I have it on tape. Um, so I'm looking forward to however they introduce this character. Some people are really worried that we're only going to get one season of Pike. We're not going to get only no, one season of Pike. I don't believe that at all. Let's rein it in, folks. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Anson Mount is so on board with this series, and and Kurtzman and company are so on board with him being Captain Pike that mm-hmm. I, I think that um, he's on it for the duration, and I'm I, uh, more than happy for that. I I totally agree with you on that. And on that same note, um, uh, we uh, kind of like segue into the next story. Unless you have anything to add about Paul Wesley, I'm looking forward to it. No, I mean you're yeah. clearly running the show at this point. Well, so know, why don't I just shut up? Sometimes you need to, you know, grab the reins, so to speak. Which is another great segue because we saw the trailer for Strange New Worlds: Captain Pike riding his horse in the snow. Love of horses, as we saw in the cage. The trailer didn't really give a lot, Bill. I didn't think it was very, very, um, kind of a lot of questions not lame not a lot given lame is a good word okay lame is good yes it was not um the trailer that i've been hoping for for strange new worlds and we've been waiting a long time for it so the same day the trailer for the obi-wan kenobi series for disney mm-hmm. plus came out and that was far more engaging than the star trek strange new worlds teaser um i i'm not surprised that that's the way they played it i you would think that there would be something by now something a little more substantive mm-hmm. but I, I don't I don't I don't know if they're gonna do it. I think that they think that fan excitement is so high for the series that really they could put out anything and we'll still be amped for it. And the thing is, Dan, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. I, and that's a question I have for you. I think that the excitement over the release of this new series is higher than anything that we've seen in any in any iteration of Trek in decades. I really think that. I think because it's going back towards episodic television. I think that's one reason. I think the stars, based on what we saw in season two of Discovery, especially Anson Mountain, and of course, Ethan Peck and, and, and Rebecca Romaine. But I think the level of excitement for the show is is far higher than I remember it being for Discovery and even to some extent Picard. Um, well, let's be honest. There's more excitement for Strange New Worlds than there was for Next Generation or Deep Space Nine or Voyager yep. or Enterprise. Yep. Um, because there were so many people who were like, Next generation. (laughs) If it doesn't have Kirk and Spock, it doesn't have me. That's not my truck. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what it was. But you're right. I think this is the most anticipated entry into Star Trek since the original series, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, And I'm here for it. I'm excited. I hope that at Mission Chicago, they show us something more. Yes. It's the home crowd. You have to do something. It's the first official convention in two years. Mm Mm-hmm. They, they've got to do something. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, 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 I can only hope. I'm still going to watch on May 5th, um, obviously, I'm because gonna... I... <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in Disney. <laughs> you could still watch. Yeah, no, not a good idea. <laughs> you... If I got to go out with dinner with the wife and the family or watching television... I can kind of already tell you where that's going to fall. Why don't you just have a party back at at the hotel, a viewing party to watch the premiere and bring in all kinds of food and drinks and do it right there? It's not going to fly, dude. I've already tried to talk them into that. Believe well, me. <laughs> maybe I'll well get a then, screener. I'll see it ahead of time. <laughs> maybe you just cancel your vacation like a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's. We talked about the home crowd and obviously Mission Chicago, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks. Um, there is a once in a lifetime opportunity occurring with William Shatner, and I. It's not for the faint of heart or the faint of wallet, I should say. No, definitely not. Uh, Minikin and William Shatner are offering this uh, limited. 3D printed fan experience for people that are going to be attending uh, Mission Chicago. So what will happen is on April 9th or April 10th, uh, everybody who purchases one of these tickets, and we'll get into the um, Fort Knox amount in a minute, um, you will get a 360-degree scan with William Shatner, and then you will have your own uh, 9-inch 3D printed figurine with you and him. Okay, so now what's what's the price, Dan? Oh, let's get to the price. It's not it's not too bad. It's only twenty two fifty. Oh, let me correct that two thousand two hundred and fifty. I forgot my comma. Yeah, twenty two hundred and fifty bucks for this, um, uh, which includes tax and shipping. So, oh, thank goodness. Bonus. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of dough. That's a lot of cake. That's a lot of Frangi uh, Latinum. Um. <laughs> I, I, I am immediately thinking of a quote from The Office from Michael Scott, where he's like, this is egregious! <laughs> and this is insane. This is... I, I, I can't imagine ever doing something like this. Yeah. $2,250, that's, that's a lot of money. For, for a 3D printed figure? Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I hate and to be critical of people who are doing things like this, but that is just, that's excessive. That, it is very excessive. And there's a, there's a limit to the amount of, of tickets that can be bought for this, which is a hundred, uh, a hundred scans and you can have two people a scan. So that's 200 fans can do this. That's, I remember I got you a um, 3D printed version of yeah, you in a Star Trek uniform yep. years ago, and I think it was like 50 bucks or 60 bucks or something like that. Yeah. This is, I'm sorry. I'm a Star Trek fan. I love paying for stuff. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but you know what? They're going to get people who are going to do it. And all and great for those people that can afford it and, and want to do it. Great. This is just a, a, a wallet gouge. I mean, is it is it going to be like Shatner as today or is it going to be Shatner as Kirk? I mean, I'm sorry. I, no, it would be Shatner today. Bill's great. I don't need a, a 3D sculpted figure of him sitting in my Star Trek collection if he's not Captain Kirk, you know, or dressed like Captain Kirk. That's, that's yeah. just me. It's but. a uh, you know I'll give this its credit on some level. It is a very unique collectible. I'm sorry, is. very unique is not proper grammar. It's a it's a it's a unique collectible. Um, nothing can be very unique. So yeah. I I I understand that part of it, but at that price point, I just I don't get it. Why not reduce the price and add more scans? And it just you know what, dude? It just makes me think that what percentage of that twenty two fifty is actually going in Bill's pocket? Because you know it's going to be a lot. Because uh, yeah, because that's what he does. Um, he's he's brilliant at knowing how to bring in or rake in the cash. Now, the interesting thing about this is you're going to get the figures like we talked about. You're also going to get an authentic digital signature and an identifier code, uh, a three D GIF of the scan, a short video of the experience, and then two additional ah. Two additional miniature figurines of Shatner and a personal note on said figurine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, hey, to those who are going to or want to do it, I hope you enjoy it. Me too. Um, because uh, it's it clearly is, you know, the opportunity of a lifetime for for huge fans, and I get it. 
So um, I enjoy. That's really all I can say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're going to knock out three stories at once here. Boom, bang, boom. Because they're all related to the next Star Trek movie. Yes. Which is allegedly going to happen in 2023. And um, production should start by the end of this year to reunite the Kelvin timeline crew. Chris Pine, Zach Quinto, um, uh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Um, but... There may have to be some adjustments. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you said, there's a bunch of stories all kind of grouped into one. It's interesting that J.J. Abrams announced recently that the next Star Trek movie will begin filming this year, and it is going to reunite the Kelvin Timeline crew. It sounds great, um, but uh, the cast of the first three Kelvin movies weren't even aware of this and <laughs> haven't been signed up yet. Haven't even seen a script. Huh. Okay. What a shock. Cat out of the bag there, J.J. Yeah, a well, too I mean, much lens flare. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is not the first time JJ has announced something really way ahead of when it was supposed to happen. I'm not surprised, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Um, like the the time he announced that uh, the Axonar thing was all set. Uh, yes, at right. the uh, fan event on on, on the Paramount lot. Dirty um, yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's it. I, I guess I'm not alarmed by it, but you'd think that they'd be having discussions with the Kelvin Timeline crew now that it's been several years since Star Trek Beyond. Right. At least six. And um, they should have known at that point that Carl Urban has a scheduling conflict. Yeah, that's kind of the one that's kind of like, oh boy. Um, now, at first, I will say that um, people like Chris Pine and, and Zoe have said that they are very excited about coming back. But like I said, they haven't been signed and they haven't seen the script. But nonetheless, they're they're excited. And that makes me happy because we all know what happened a few years ago with talks with Chris Pine and and uh, and Hemsworth and that kind of fell apart and they walked away from it. So it'll be great to see Chris Pine back as Kirk if that happens. So that's great. But Carl Urban says that he would love to do it, but he has a conflict because he is he is inked to be filming the boys all through this year. So if they're going to start filming this year, it's going to be a scheduling conflict with him. And he's hopeful that they will be able to work out something so that he could possibly do both at the same time. So I would hate to see Carl Urban replaced as McCoy because he really is great in that role. But this is one of those things where stuff is announced. Nobody has heard about it. And, oh, I'm sorry, I've already got a gig. So... We'll see. Maybe he can come in toward the end of his time of shooting the boys, you know, for that season and uh, be introduced as Disco Bones in the next Kelvin Timeline <laughs> movie with the beard and everything. I think that would be awesome. That would be great. They could also bring Boimler on <laughs> because he's got, <laughs> he got Mr. Quaid over from uh, from the boys as well. So that time travel of, episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, a lot of people, you know, you remember the the last time they tried to get a fourth Kelvin timeline movie off the ground. A lot of people still unfairly blame Chris Pine because uh, the movie didn't happen. Right. And it was not his fault. It was not at all. They they promised both him and Chris Hemsworth a certain amount of money, and then yep. Paramount came back and said, "Oh, we need to change that because yeah. Star Trek Beyond underperformed." Yep. And he's like, "No, um, I signed the contract. Pay contract me." Contract is a contract is a contract. And I, I can't blame him. You know, when you say you're gonna, well, what Paramount should have done was wait until they got the numbers for Beyond. Yes. Um, instead of just saying, "Oh, let's sign them now." I agree. Um, they were not in the wrong of doing that, and uh, hopefully they've mended fences. Uh, Paramount has, um, you know, um, eaten crow, so to speak. I think that's the phrase. I don't, I don't, I don't like crow <laughs> myself, um, but uh, they'll take care of it. So, so hopefully. We'll see. 
Yeah, and some people said, well, are they going to recast Chekhov? No, they, they stated uh, no. six years ago that they will not recast Chekhov. Yeah. Um, they will find a way. I mean, at this point, Chekhov is probably transferred to the Reliant. Right. Um, and that's fine. Uh, that would be interesting, though, Very right? Cool. Yeah. Little, little arcs? Yeah, that'd be kind of neat. We'll see. Uh, oh, well. Some, pe- some people are like, Jayla, because it's been true. six years. She could have been true. through Starfleet yeah. Academy by now. That's true, yep. Um, yeah. And I would not mind seeing Sophia Butella back in, in Star Trek because she was Love fantastic. Yeah, she was fantastic. So so we'll see. No script, no storylines been released, uh, nothing. Um, but uh, when they when it does get released, you can be sure that at some point we'll talk about it on Trek News. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Someday. I mean, they've only got, <laughs> what, nine months left? Actually, Christmas Eve is nine months from today as we record this. Well, there we go. Okay, so, so we might do it on Christmas Eve then. <laughs> we we may very well with that attitude. There you go. Always here to help. So Dan, you know, we recently um, co-hosted sort of the pregame extravaganza for the Lappy Awards for Virtual yeah. Trekcon Three, and one of the categories in that award was Best Documentary, if you recall. I do recall that there were six films, and one of them has a special 25th anniversary edition uh, coming up because it's being re-released. 20 we're old <laughs> you're old i'm i'm eternal 25 years ago this documentary was released and that's really amazing when you think about it it's trekkies it's one of the first real like big big documentaries about trek and it's 25th anniversary is coming up this year uh so that means it came out in 1997 if i'm doing my math correctly which <laughs> i know i am because i'm just reading it from the article um it's a great it's a great documentary um narrated by denise crosby all kinds of interviews with you know jimmy Doohan and uh, d kelly walter koenig kate mulgrew nichelle nichols uh mr leonard nimoy of course uh, brett spiner and george takei are all uh, part of this and it's kind of exciting that it's going to be released in blu-ray and it's also kind of interesting that it took 25 years to do this <laughs> <laughs> well there was a second trekkies documentary too yes. uh, i believe called trekkies too which i don't think i ever saw i don't think i know i didn't see it uh, um the original trekkies is such a it's almost a cult favorite on, on some level because of the way it follows around the fans i mean i i'd be curious to see if they do a where are they now because we know some of those answers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think it would be good to retread some of that ground in an updating. I can only hope that's on the Blu-ray, honestly. It'll be interesting to see if it is. Now, the Blu-ray is going to be coming out, Bill, on May 24th. So it's right around the corner. It's only mm. it's only about a two months, two months from, away from, from now, two months from this very day. Um, and it's interesting, like I said a minute ago, it took so long for this to come out on Blu-ray. Because if memory serves, like Paramount and CBS like, release new versions of everything every year. Like you can get like... The, the board collection and then you get the board collection in ultra 4k and then you get this and this and different formats so 25 years that's 25 yeah. years mm-hmm. truly yeah. amazing well I, I i i will check it out probably um yeah. it's been a long time since i've watched trekkies i think i watched it in 2000 for the first time um and i haven't watched it since I haven't seen it in years and years. But what they should do is, is everybody who remembers the picture from Trekkies, it's this little little kid in a in a Starfleet uniform with Live Long and Prosper. They should get that kid today, put him in the uniform with the same pose and put him on the cover. Oh, that'd be good. I like sort of that. Like they did with that album with the kid floating in the pool naked. The Nirvana album? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That kid floating in the pool naked. <laughs> Great job, buddy. Way to have your finger on the pulse of pop culture. That's a long. I'm not. I'm not into that type of music. So, but at least I knew about it. I'm going to call it Crazy Ivan on the next story because it's oh not on the card. Oh, uh, today it go. was announced that Star Trek: The Motion Picture 
4K mm-hmm. will be streaming on Paramount Plus for First Contact Day, April 5th. And there will be theatrical showings of this remastered version. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. I have. But, I mean, we loved the director's edition when it came out 20 years ago. Right. Um, it, w- it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But they've now even taken that and bumped it up to the yeah. point where it is just, it's truly gorgeous. I can't wait for this. I really can't. I, You know, a lot of people, you know, diss on, on TMP. I love it. I, I, I just love it. I love the music. It's one of those relaxing films. I am so excited for this. Now, if I, if I remember correctly, I did see the article, even though you threw it into the news without telling me. A little surprise there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's coming out on Blu-ray in September, I believe. But we will be able so. to see it on Paramount Plus and uh, on, on First Contact Day. And, and dude, is this, a, is this going to be a, a theatrical visit that we're going to do to watch this and maybe nap? <laughs> <laughs> now, in, in, in all candor, I have fallen asleep both times I've seen TMP in theaters. <laughs> the first time, first time I was 10, okay? I, that was December 1979. I went to a matinee with my brother, and we both fell asleep. Mm-hmm. You and I saw it again for the 40th anniversary in theaters. Yes. And I did have a little snooze. <laughs> I um. I, I love it. I, I don't, I, I joke about falling asleep because I don't fall asleep. I love it, every aspect of it. And I can't wait to see all of the upgrades that they've done with the special effects. Because one of the other things that we had with our pre-show the other day is what was the best movie for its special effects at the time. And yeah. everybody on the panel, every single person who was there, all six of us, chose TMP. So because it was what those special effects are like now being upgraded as they were or or digitally remastered because they didn't make changes um i think that's going to be amazing to watch as well i tell you i watched that trailer today before we we started to record and i, I this is no joke I, this is not hyperbole i literally got goosebumps between the music and the upgraded visuals i'm like oh my word i can't wait to it's watch never it. been seen like this my only, you know, I don't have a 4K television, so I mean, I'm going to see it in great quality, but I'm going to have to wait to see it the way they intend until I can actually talk my wife into getting a 4K television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so honest. Actually, I'm so excited about watching that trailer. I'm going to go watch it right now, so just cover for a few minutes. I'll be back, okay? Hey, 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 oh, hey. Oh, we okay, are. So, we have important things to do here we because do. Do. this is... The flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Um, <laughs> number two in everybody's hearts. Oh, Did I say that true. out loud? Yeah. 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 Well, well Dan, let's, uh, let's move along a little bit. Um, so there's a new Star Trek game coming out, yes, Star Trek Emergence, that sees a return to the post-Voyager era. And um, uh, Ambassador Spock? Yeah. <laughs> very interesting stuff. Yeah, Star Trek Resur- Resurgence. I can't say that too well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I gotta say, the graphics look stunning. The yeah. the environment that you're put into look amazing. And I gotta say, seeing Ambassador Spock voiced by Leonard Nimoy, at least that I it I think it is. It doesn't sound like Nimoy's voice. To you me. don't think so? I'm gonna have to double no. check. I've been reading. I've been trying to find everywhere. Who did the voice? And I haven't been able to find it, but but it, if it is, that's that's going to be something. It would probably be one of the last things he did, and it was never discussed. I, I don't think he, I don't think it's him. If it is, I'm wrong, and I'll, I'll happily say that I'm wrong. But just listening to it, the voice doesn't sound the same to me. It's not even his elder Spock. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm reading through the article right now because you know I I do that sometime when you when you talk, and it is a Leonard Nimoy sound alike, but yeah. he sounds like the old older version of Leonard Nimoy, like in Star Trek 2009. He had a very distinct change to his voice. I thought, and when we saw him in his later years, it still doesn't matter. Still goosebumps to see Spock in here. And hear what sounds like Leonard Nimoy doing these lines, but the game looks fantastic, and it's going to be—it's uh, going to—you know me in Star Trek games. I'll, I'll be playing this. I guarantee it. I do. We're split on this because I've found most Star Trek games to be utter disappointments. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing this trailer, I was not imbued with a sense of confidence because it's just—they should have called it some other Vulcan and not Spock. I can I can see where you're coming from. The thing that I find interesting this in this, and and I may be critical here, but I don't have the I don't have the proof of it. Is it looks great? It does. Is it going to be anything that's going to be exciting? Not yet that I could see. There's no you know battle that I that really you know pulls you in. And there's there's a lot of one. Uh, let me let me cut away and explain it this way. One of the things that I can't stand about games that I play right now, and Call of Duty is a perfect one because I've been playing Call of Duty Vanguard. When you're playing the single player mission, I like playing the game. I like going around and doing stuff. I don't like sitting there for 15 minutes watching a cinematic. That's the thing. These and are all you gotta cut wonder scenes. if this is yeah. what this is because they showed a lot of that. Um, it's nice to see it. I'm excited about it because anytime we get a new Star Trek game, there is the possibility that it will be the one. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when it comes. I out. think there's some gameplay footage or at least beta or alpha gameplay footage available, but it, it, I do think that some of those are largely cut scenes. I, I do think there are some decision points in the game, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, where you have to choose the right thing to say right. or something to say. Yep. And that's fine. I just, I, I am very suspicious and, and leery of any Star Trek game now because so many of them have just been terrible. The only one for me that has lived up to Star Trek is Star Trek Online. And and that has gotten such a resurgence. And of course, now we have official Star Trek Online ships as canon, thanks to yep. Star Trek Picard. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, one of the things I find interesting about this resurgence um, is there are some screen captures of some of the characters. And I got to say, it, 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 Commander Chovak looks way too much like Spock. Maybe yes. he did that on purpose. Um, Dr. Duval looks a lot like Michael Burnham. And a crewman, uh, Ed Salar, looks a lot like Gray from Discovery. In yeah, opinion. I agree with um, that. Uh, so, it'll, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I'm just saying, uh, like I said, I'm excited about it, but at the same time, I'm a little nervous about it because, as you said, Star Trek games do not have the um, reputation of being awesome. If if the graphics that we're seeing in this are any indication, they've put their heart and soul into it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm at least interested to see a, a Star Trek game that's not a time suck, like True. Trexels or uh, or um, oh, what's Bridge that Crew. timeline timelines timelines. Bridge. Yep, yep. Uh, they're all just time. They, they don't really change. It's just you invest more time and you level up and you do more of the same and you level up. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, I got. Um, I'm not really interested in that. Right. Um, I'm not looking for something to be a, a time waster. I'm looking for something to enjoy. Right. Um, and that's that's why I say Star Trek Online has fit that bill for me when I've played it. But uh, I guess uh, I'll go into it with a fresh mind. I'll yep. try it out if it's on Xbox. I, I think it will be. Sure. And we'll see. Okay. I'm going to do something here that I don't usually do, Bill, if you don't mind. Are you calling a crazy Ivan? I'm calling a crazy Ivan. I don't do it often. I love often. it. Crazy Ivan. 
Um, we love Star Trek toys, buddy. We do love Star Trek we toys. Do, and we love Star Trek Prodigy. Prodigy we, has been phenomenal. We do love. We do. I, I adore Prodigy. Yeah. And, um, and you like your Playmates action figures. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, guess what? Star Trek Prodigy action figures from Playmates arriving in October. I'm so sorry. This is, it's funny because I'm not a huge action figure person because I don't have the room for them. You gave me like a thousand one Christmas and I have no room for them. <laughs> I give you six. It felt like a thousand because you're so generous. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's very exciting to see that Playmates is, is, um, is going to be releasing these toys, um, these action figures. You're going to get Doll and Murph in a two pack. Which is which is awesome. So Murph can eat everything. You're gonna get Gwyn. You're gonna get Jenkins Pog Zero and Hologram Janeway. With a sixth release of Rock Talk, will be slated to follow in early 2023. That's fantastic. I want an evil Hologram Janeway. Also, I'm just gonna say that right. Oh, now. they've got to do that. They yeah. absolutely have to. <laughs> um, I-, I could see various waves of these figures. I'd love a Diviner yep. figure. Yep. You know, I think oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, uh, and and we know that that Playmates does a great job with their action figures. These are each going to be um, five inches tall, one uh, fourteenth scale, and they're going to be fourteen points of articulation, which is going to come in new packaging and everything like that. So we know that Prodigy is geared towards children, and I think it's done a fantastic job bringing a lot of new viewers into Star Trek, and a lot of young people love it, like Emily, who got to talk to you know Kate McGrew on Discovering Trek. Just saying. Um, but this is another thing that's going to bring them in because who doesn't love toys, especially when you're a kid? That's it. I, I have to think that the only reason they put Murph in with Doll is because the Murph action figure would sell out on its own instantly. instantly. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I think I think they should still do one. I would love a big plushy Murph. Mm-hmm. I would love a big, like, um, uh, almost like stress ball Murph. That would be good. You know, yep. so you could squeeze yep. and, and yep. sort of bendy shape. But uh, the Rock Talk figure is going to be amazing. Yes. I can't wait for that. Every one of these characters is great, and it'll be it'll be awesome to have them lined right up here on my desktop. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you let's plug this a little better because you did mention uh, Kate Mulgrew appearing on Discovering Trek. Yes, with with Emily and and Mike Bovia. Uh, what a fantastic oh conversation! Um, it, Kate Mulgrew doesn't do podcasts very often. Um, and she was excited to talk to Emily and really it's a great conversation between Emily and Kate. I mean, Mike is there obviously, but I mean, it, it's a very personal conversation and I think that that's why it is so amazing. If you haven't heard it, go download it. It's on the discovering Trek feed. Um, it is, it is worth your time because it is just, it, it is so wonderful to hear. It really is. It really is. And one of the things that I remember Kate talking about before Prodigy was released is how how proud she was to be involved in this show that will bring the young people in and teach them things, teach them the, you know, about the Federation. I don't remember the exact quote that she did on, I think it was on First Contact Day last year when they talked about it, or it might have been Star Trek Day, one of those two days. But for her to sit down with someone young to talk about what this show means to them and what her character means to them – it was it was such a personal and beloved conversation between the two ladies, and I'm very proud of Emily. Um, very proud and and honored that Kate joined us on the network. And and like you said, it's a must listen. It's really just a great conversation. Yeah, it, it truly is. Sincere thanks to to Kate Mulgrew for for giving her time to to chat with Emily. Um, we're just we're so excited that that's happened, and I'm sure it's something that Emily's going to remember forever. 
forever Honestly. and ever. And um, I hope that uh, that maybe she gets a, a little um, personal face to face time with Kate in Chicago in just a couple weeks. That'd I hope awesome so too. too. I'll be there with my camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Star Trek Prodigy, yes, um, obviously it aired throughout the U.S. and Canada, and there were a lot of people who were shut out, mm-hmm. um, which which sucked. Yep. Um, but uh, Prodigy is going to go international. Ooh. Next month in April. Wow. Yes. Uh, very good news. Um, beginning in April, fans in the United Kingdom and more will be able to watch uh, Star Trek Prodigy, which I recommend everybody uh, watches. It looks like in France it's going to be available on April 18th. Um, and then I'm I'm hoping also that uh, it will um, continue to grow. Uh, overseas. There's no specific release date for Nickelodeon uh, UK, as it's called, uh, of when it will be out, the exact date. It does say coming in April. So I think it's great. I mean, this, this like we just talked about, this show was was developed specifically with young people in mind, and it's a global young people show, um, I think, uh, and for adults as well, too. But um, I think that it's great that they're going to open this up. And I really, you know, I'm not going to diss on, on anybody making these decisions, I know that there's licensing and all that kind of thing. Yep. They got to coordinate this stuff so that it can all come out at the same time because people people stop what they're doing to watch new episodes of Star Trek. They get up in the middle of the night to watch Star Trek. They sleep the day before so that they can watch these new episodes. And I hope that at some point there'll be some easier way that everybody in the in the entire world will be able to watch new episodes at the same time and not wait months like with prodigy or even 24 hours like they do with picard of discovery agreed and i can only hope that they get the back half of the prodigy first season the remaining 10 episodes around the same time that we get them here in the states Mm -hmm. because otherwise for them to have to wait more months for that is just it's it's absurd right it it really is um here's hoping here's hoping even for the wait y'all over there are gonna love it it's worth it (laughs) it is it really is worth it for those of you that haven't taken to illegal means to watch it um, it, it, it is well worth your time Yeah, and is. I, you're going to love it. I mean, it is the perfect entry point into the franchise. Well said. So, um, we have one, <laughs> I would say, I want to say one last story, but it's so all encompassing <laughs> that it's going to take a little bit of time to work through. And that is of course, Star Trek Mission Chicago coming up in just a couple of weeks. Obviously our next episode is going to be very heavily yes. Mission Chicago focused, but, um, for the longest time, they hadn't added a whole lot of guests. Right. In the last three weeks or so, um, they have really gone a little crazy to the point where now I think there's at least 26 named guests Mm -hmm. to Mission Chicago. They've added several show leads. Um, Yes, which is awesome. But let me me run down the list going from whom they announced first to whom they recently announced yesterday. Okay. So obviously there's Will Wheaton, Michelle Hurd, Kate Mulgrew, Anthony Rapp, uh, Nana Visitor, Doug Jones, George Takei, Robin Curtis, which is fantastic. fantastic. She's yep. so nice. William Shatner, Dominic Keating, Anthony Montgomery, Issa Briones, Noah Averback Katz, Alexander Sadig, Connor Trenier, Chase Masterson, Mary Chifo, Natalia Nogulich, Annie Wershing. And then, most Ooh. recently, they've added Sonequa Martin Green. David Ajala, Walter Koenig, Anson Mount. This one's got a lot of people excited, and rightfully so. Tawny Newsom from Star yes. Trek Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has a lot of people emotional, and that's Ken Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, for obvious reasons. And then lastly, just yesterday afternoon, they announced James Cromwell, who was so kind enough to appear on Trek Talks 
Um, and he's, he's going to rock and roll at Star Trek Mission Chicago. Um, certainly a much smaller guest list than what Star Trek fans are used to. That's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, it was, I, I, I will say, um, up until just a few weeks ago, I was a little nervous cause it was a little too small. Yep. Um, it's good to be small so that you get kind of that more personalized um, adventure at a convention, but it was a little too small a few weeks ago. I think what they've done over the last few weeks opening it up is great, and the names that they have dropped over the last few weeks is just absolutely spectacular. You've got showrunners, like you said. you got Sinequa. you got uh, Tawny. you got um, Anson. It's just absolutely phenomenal list, and... Um, <clears throat> I, I can't wait to meet these people and 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 hear what they have to say. And I got to say, you you mentioned it a minute ago, James Cromwell. That's a big one. And that's I got to say, with all the people that we had when we did Trek Talks and we were in the backstage green room greeting everybody as they came in, he's probably the one person that I was just like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like James. That's James freaking Cromwell, um, Oscar winner. Academy Award nominee. Uh, I don't think he won. nominee rather nominee, yeah. but it, it just done so many great things. Um, that's a big that's a big get. Yeah. It's a huge get. Um they've added quality appearances. Right. Now I mean, let's be honest. Um we've got at least uh what four captains? We've got Cynical uh, yeah. Martin well five, if you count George Decay. Yeah. Uh Cynical sure. Martin Green, Anson Mount, Kate Mulgrew, uh, William Shatner, George Decay. Am I missing one? Doug Jones. Well, technically, Doug Jones. Yeah, he is a captain. But we've got we've got at least four series leads. Yeah, it, that's that's big. That's that fantastic. is big. And and I got to say, I'm glad because it is the official Star Trek convention. Yeah. So you want these big names. So now I, I will say, I don't know if they were purposely holding on to these names before they release, or we may even get some bigger ones. I don't know how much more bigger you can get than what we've got now, but. Um, it's kind of like a chicken and the egg. Do you release all the names early and then you don't have the turnout or do you release them late and then people aren't going to be able to scramble and get to the convention quick enough? I don't know, but um, I'm very happy to see to see what they have done over the last several weeks. I think that part of this has been a miscalculation on Reed Pop's side. Reed Pop, of course, the licensed provider of these new Star Trek conventions. Uh, there were a lot of people who didn't buy tickets because they didn't have very many guests lined up. Yeah, They're used to a hundred Star Trek guests that creation would normally True. deliver as a part of Star Trek Las Vegas. Yep. Um, and that they are on path that creation is still on path to do this year with the 56 year mission. I, I get it, but I'm going simply because I can go and enjoy a great weekend mm -hmm. with people I haven't seen now in almost three years. Yep. Um, and to, to sort of feel the Star Trek love, because honestly it's really been missing in my life. Absolutely. And we've talked about this several times over the course of the last several years. It's great to see all of these stars on stage and hear what they have to say, but we're there for the closeness of being with our Star Trek friends and family. Um, that's the main reason that we go. Um, and, and Chicago is not going to be any different. As a matter of fact, I think it's a little bit more amplified this year because it has been three years since we've been able to get together with, with all the people that we love so much. Um, but having this opportunity to hear these people and see these people and, and maybe take photos and autographs is also great. And I'm glad glad to see that that uh, Reed Pop gets it and they're making these uh, announcements because these announcements the last like 8 have been like wow yeah <laughs> we can we can only hope that they add some more yeah. because i mean you know with all the new star trek going on right now i would expect to see more folks from lower decks i would expect yeah. to see the mcmahon mike mcmahon and the hagemans 
I would expect to see, honestly, schedule permitting, health permitting, Sir Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Because Star Trek Picard is is on right now. Yeah. And it's blowing my doors off. You know, or or <laughs> maybe Jerry or or some other folks from Picard. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, it's a it's a mistake to not do it, but I, I think that the feeling in fandom is that Repop really has been underwhelming so far. Even in just something as simple as we got our convention passes yesterday yes. in the mail. And the URLs on the back to either download the app or to activate your badge don't work. Don't work. Yeah. Now, some people say, well, you know, guys, it's, you know, this is the first time that Pop's been doing a Star Trek convention. Yeah, it's that's not. true, but they've been doing. Oh, it's not it's true. Not true, but it's not true. What do I mean? What I mean to say is, is they are, you hear Pop, you think Star Wars. At least I do. Um, so they've got the experience and they've done other, other conventions also. They have the experience. Um, so I, I can totally understand. Um, I can understand, but if you're going to mail out badges, because this is, I mean, organizing conventions is yeah. their only function. Yes. If you're going to mail out badges, the URL's got to work. The URL's got to work. Yeah. Because I, the, and the first thing that this fandom is going to do, as technically savvy as they are, is go to the URL to try yep. to download the app, like I did. And I did it like, I tried to do it like four times yesterday, because I got my badge yesterday. I'm like, um, what is going on here? And then I saw you tweet it out. And I'm like, okay, I'm not doing yeah. anything wrong. <laughs> it's, it's... It strikes. And that's frustrating. It is frustrating, and it says to fans that the attention to detail just isn't there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if the answer is it's coming, it's coming. That's great, but put that on the little you know um, leaflet they yeah. put inside. You know, the URLs will be active on this date. Right. Great. Problem mm-hmm. solved. I think that you know the the finer print with Read Pop this time uh, has been uh, missed a lot. Yeah. For various things, for us as exhibitors, because we have a booth, for us as convention goers, because we've bought tickets to the convention, right. uh, for us as uh, speakers, because we have a panel, can't wait. Um, it, I can't wait for that too. There's just been a lot of close butt yes. with Reed Pop True. I in their agree. initial outing. Yeah, I agree. And um, not to say that we're not excited for this. I mean, we are. I'm incredibly crazy, excited. And I'm, and I'm very hopeful and, and expecting to be quite honest, that when we get there, it's going to be like none of these things existed, none of these problems, none of these frustrating things before the convention took place because I want to walk in there and I hope they completely um, blow away my expectations. That's what I'm hoping. Well, and uh, our expectation really is just the people we're going to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I if the convention could be lights out. The convention could be, eh, could be meh. I haven't used that one in a while. Mm-hmm. Um but Your face is meh. we're going to have an amazing time simply because we're going to be around the people who love this thing the way we yeah. love this thing. And that True. for us, you and me specifically, that's really the value. Yeah, it really is. It's going to be great. And the, and, and I got to say, I, you, you mentioned it and I don't want to tutor on horn, but the fact that we're going to have a, a, a table in the vendor's room means a lot because that means we're going to be able to get to see a lot of these people walking around because everybody walks around the vendor's room. So we're going to be able to see people we haven't seen in so long. Uh, and we're not selling anything. Uh, we're not going to nope. be, we're not, we're not selling anything. We just want to be there to meet and greet and say hi and give away stuff because we will give away stuff. Yeah. We got some takeaways. We want yep. people to, to maybe check out our, our free mobile app for iOS or Android. A little yep. plug there for the Trek Geeks mobile app. Boom. Um, but really it's just about meeting and talking to people because really that's, that's the fun part this year. Yep. And, you know, I don't care if I have to wear a full body suit, I'm, I'm, you know, a hazmat, I'm going to do it. 
Yep, absolutely. And it gives us the opportunity to talk to other people a lot, which we love to do, because if it was just me and you and I'd have to be standing next to you just talking to you the whole weekend, it really would just be horrible. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I You have no idea. Oh, I do. I mean, <laughs> my word. Um, yeah. There was one other story I was going to bring up, and I had it in mind because it's not on the card. Oh, oh I remember what it was oh, now. So here we go. Um, we have to talk a little bit about the fact that Star Trek – Picard season three has wrapped shooting. Yes, it has. Um, mm-hmm. Theoretically, it is the la- it's the final season of Star Trek yes. Picard. Yeah. Um, but if you listen to Akiva Goldsman, he always caveats that with if Patrick wants to do another one, dot dot dot. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'd find a way to tell the story, but as it stands right now, um, shooting is wrapped on Picard season three and theoretically the season finale. Or series finale. Or series finale. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, Terry tweeted out something when they had wrapped the last scene. And yeah, I mean, Patrick's getting up there in age, and and it took him a while to want to come back to Star Trek and do Picard, but um, it's been incredibly popular. I just think season two so far is just unbelievable. And all of the teases that people behind the scenes have said is – Star Trek season two is nothing. Wait until season three. I mean, some of the things that they have put out there is, is kind of like, you know, whet your appetite. It's just been like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, I, I can't wait. I am I am okay if if season three is the final series season of Picard. Um, but like you said, I, I, here's what I don't want to have happen. I don't want them to quote, not that he would be forced to do anything, but force Patrick to come back to do a season four and then have it be a jump the shark. Yeah, I, I just I don't want that to happen. So um, I am quite content with season three being the last, if it is, and I hope it's as exciting as they say it is because season two has been ridiculously awesome for me so far. I, I there are a couple of things I would like to see come out of uh, of Star Trek Picard. One, I would love to see a series based on the Stargazer with mm-hmm. Rios in command. Absolutely. Star Trek Stargazer, I think that should happen. And it should be episodic, just like Strange New Worlds or or TNG. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that what a great way to continue forward to springboard off of Picard. Um, And you can bring in some of the Picard regulars as series regulars on Stargazer. I'd be all for that. I just hope that the bridge crew learns to listen to orders from the captain uh, by the time a series comes back. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I have some other things I would love to see happen, but I can't say them yet. Yes. Um, because you were, uh, I have seen through episode six, through screeners, you have not. Right. Um, but there's yeah, a- sacrifice. Yeah. Well, life. hey. Yeah. I don't, good for you? <laughs> no. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> um, does she not like the, the, the watermark? No, it, it's, well, it's, it's, it's. We don't really have a lot of time because of the things that we like to do together that that we we decided that we'll watch it on Paramount plus. And um when I watch when I watch when I see them ahead of time with the screeners, I watch them on my desktop in my in my office. Um, haven't brought them up on the TV, but we just rather watch them together so that we can be surprised at the same time. Because we were watching episode three the other night. She goes, you already know what's going to happen here, right? I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there's gonna there's a development yet to be revealed, which is going to make you go, oh, my God. God. And I've done that so many times already. Just wait. Okay. Just wait. And they, uh, no, I'm not going to say No, you be quiet. We'll have, um, you'll have the black suits at your door. <laughs> I know. It's C- CBS ninjas are in the bushes outside my house already. Um <laughs> 
so that's a lot of news that we've caught up on. Yeah. Suffice it to say, I mean, typically at the start of the year, we do a State of Star Trek episode, and we haven't really done that this year. Um, but suffice it to say, the State of Star Trek is even stronger than ever it with is. everything that's going on. I am. I, I, we are in a new renaissance of Star Trek, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, some people may not like the direction, and that's fine. That's on them. Uh, for those of us that are fans of Star Trek in any form, man, what a time to be a fan. I've said it before. This is the best time in all of history to be a fan. It really is. We got people that are doing these shows that are just as much in love with the franchise as we are. And they're putting out content that they know is going to get under a microscope every single second. And they do it for the most part. Everything has been done just as me as a Star Trek fan wants it to be done. So I think it's great. And if people don't like it, that, like you said, that's on them. Not saying that's right or wrong. That's your own personal opinion. Just don't bitch at everybody who says they love it just like the people who love it don't bitch at the people that say they hate it absolutely whatever you know it's a giant tent there's over 50 years of content so if there's part of it you don't love go focus on the things you love yeah because uh, it's there for us to enjoy for those of us that enjoy it all even better Mm -hmm. so i i'm excited by all of this news that that we've had a chance to to be exposed to in the last few months i can't wait to see what happens in two weeks at Mission Chicago, because you know there's going to be something that comes out of that Something's con. Drop. Something's, Something's going to drop. Yeah. Um, but of course, Trek News will be there to report on it, Dan. <laughs> this has been the news from treknews.net, News of Palooza from the Trek Geeks Podcast Network with Bill Smith and some idiot. Well, Dan, um, that's our look at the news that we've been putting off for some time, but we have more news. I know. That seems weird, doesn't it? I know. We had news. We talked about news. There's more news. And it's regarding our friends, the band Five Year Mission. They are the official house band for Star Trek Mission Chicago coming coming up in just over two weeks. Um, This is such amazing news. I mean, uh, the first official Star Trek convention in, in two and a half years and they are going to be the house band. It doesn't get much better than that, buddy. So in the meantime, you want to get ready for Mission Chicago. Go out to fiveyearmission.net. Get all their CDs. Get that music in your ears. Or, or maybe even, you know, bring the CDs with you. The band, I'm sure, will sign them. Because it, they can spell better than I can. I know. Dan's a groupie. I mean, he's going to be getting his underwear signed and everything. But uh, head on out to fiveyearmission.net. Get their CDs. And we hope you'll... Uh, enjoy them at Star Trek Mission Chicago because we can't wait. Absolutely. And congratulations to everybody in the band. It is well-deserved. And anybody who's going to be in the audience uh, watching them is going to know why we love them as much as we do. So it's awesome. But I got more awesome news for you, buddy. I really do. And I know really? you're probably rolling your eyes. But it, you know, for several weeks now, we've had perhaps the most awesome and amazing contest in podcast history. Yes, submissions have been coming in from far and wide for the Right Dan's Farkism contest. And I'm very happy to not only announce our winner, but read what is certain to become an instant Farkism classic. Uh, First of all, congratulations to Helen Reed for winning this contest and not only becoming a Fark legend, but also winning a $50 gift card to Fansets. Fantastic news. Congratulations. Here it comes, Bill. Get ready. This one's going to blow your socks off. Oh, I I already know it's going to be light years better than anything you've written. knew that you were going to say that. So here it is. The motley crew of the Protofark takes music lessons from a holographic drummer, 
learning how to work together as a band while narrowly escaping a white dwarf's gravity. In the Prodigy episode, Farkstruck. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is a double Farkism. Helen, I bow before your genius. Wow. You want to talk about a game. That's how you do it, Dan, and you should take a lesson from this. I I, I might have to, but but that's not all, buddy. Wait, I've got more. I've decided to reward yet another person for joining the rank of the Fark Elite. So on our next episode, I'll reward another listener with our runner-up prize of a $25 gift certificate to Fansets. And of course, Farkism Immortality. That's going to be next time. Another fan Farkism, fantastically done Fark people. These, uh, you know, I'm excited by these Farkisms because people actually did something you don't do and that's put effort and thought into them. Um, and, and that was, that was fantastic. I actually loved that one. It was farktastic. Um, every time you've used that word, we've gotten a note from Trek geeks legal. So you might not want to do that anymore. <laughs> um, that's just me, but yeah, five year mission.net, please go get all their albums and, um, tell them how much you loved Helen's farkism because we did. Don't forget Dan, that mm. you, you, Y O U, you can support okay. the Trek geeks podcast network by subscribing to us on Patreon, where you get all kinds of exclusive perks like raw audio from our uh, from all of our shows. All of our shows. That's a lot of shows, too. That's a lot of raw audio. Um, and you're sure to be laughing your pants off because some of that raw audio is pretty raw. I'm not going to lie. Your this face is, is raw. Thank you very much. Uh, right now, we want to take a moment, though, to thank our associate producers for Trek Geeks. We are so grateful for their support, and they are. Vikram Bhatt, Brad DeMag, William Edward M. Jr., Patrick Escudero, Andy Fark, Kimberly Francis, Jonathan Hamilton, Peter Hong, William Jackson, Ryan Jeffs, John Krikorian, Sean Lynn, Rick Mason, Jamie McGregor, Ross McKinney, Aaron Mollenkoff, Casey Pettit, Helen Reed, the winner, Helen Reed, I might Winner. Uh, Sarah Rutlinger, Tim Robertson, Greg Rozier, Eric Sakian, Adam Sanders, Tim Serdar, Heather Sohn, Blake Strike, Rick Tatro, Lisa Tomlinson, almost done, Ron Robel, <laughs> and the gracious and wonderful Connie Hodgins. <laughs> I love how you think almost done just so you can take a breath. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, we also want to thank our Trek Geeks producers for their support. They are Mike Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf. Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers, Casey Shafsky, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Fashon. Dan, the senior producer of Trek Geeks, is the amazingly awesome Jude Tatman. Amazingly awesome in every sense of the word z because there's two words there. You too can become a producer in the Trek Geeks podcast network, and it is so easy to do. Head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details. Dan, next time, our bags are packed. We'll be getting ready to head to the Windy City for our first convention in a very long time. I think it's uh, easy to uh, to tell by anybody listening how excited we are about this man. It's been far, far too long since we've gathered with Trek friends and family. It's been a long road, uh, you, you might say. Uh, no, we Mich- wouldn't say that. <laughs> Mission Chicago <laughs> is literally right around the corner. So on our next episode, we're going to break down what you can expect if you're going to be joining us at Mission Chicago. It's our pre-convention extravaganza, and it's next time on Trek Geeks the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Well, I've heard of that. In fact, for even more great Star Trek discussion, we want everyone to check out the other member podcasts here on the network. 
We have so many fantastic shows, all created by passionate fans who just want to celebrate Star Trek and Gene's vision. And speaking of conventions, Dan, hmm. you may not know this because you're not that bright, but we no. are so happy to welcome the newest podcast on the network. It's ConPod. <laughs> ConPod, a Star Trek convention podcast hosted by our great friend, Mr. Convention himself, Ron Robel. So... You can find all our podcasts in the free Trek Geeks mobile app for iOS or Android, or get a link to your favorite podcast player by visiting trekgeeks.com slash listen. Godbot. I love it. Godbot. <laughs> that sounds like it's like a, never mind. Uh, the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs> no one talks Trek like we do. I love it when you deviate from the copy because you lose your place. <laughs> like and then you're like, oh, oh, where is it? Where is it? It's the next to last line, Dan. Oh, there it is. And, of course, for all the news on all the Star Trek CEO, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been episode number 279 of the Trek Geeks podcast. We do hope you all live long and prosper. Dan's dumb. Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. My kind of town, Chicago. We're going there in two weeks. You're adding a lot to this podcast. I don't hear bing bong. I don't say anything until I hear bing bong. You just did. (laughs) So it was your your Chicago version of bing bong. No, no. You got to change it up every now and then. No, there are some things that you never change up. Bing bong is one thing you never change up. There have been plenty of times we haven't done an actual bing bong. I don't No, but we've always done a big bong when we've had a an outtake. No, we have not actually. Not when we started the first bing bong. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I have received emails ah. when we haven't actually said bing bong. Well, it's your fault. Um. Well, yeah, some of those times where we like uh, use an outtake with a guest, like say Billingsley. True. There was no bing bong. True. I stand corrected, but when it's just uh, you're sitting, us. but that's okay. <laughs> there are times even with us we haven't done it, and I've I've gotten an email. No, well, then, well, then you should probably if you got I an actually, email, then it's obviously something the fans don't like, so we should do it. Yet you didn't do it today. What's your problem? You're not liking what the fans want. No, I'm still I'm still changing it up. <laughs> Hey, when you edit this show, you can make the decision. Well, see, the bing bong's a good edit point, because that's you know when it starts. See, because I had like 15 seconds of dead air, because I didn't think you had really started yet. There's a great edit point, because it's the very beginning of the recording, <laughs> you idiot. 
oh, that's where zero, zero, zero starts, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, but yes, back to your original opening statement. Oh, I can't wait. Cannot I, wait. Two weeks from today, as we record this, um, I'm sure I'll be having a sleepless night. Yeah. <laughs> Before we've left Chicago the next sure day. Because I haven't been anywhere in two and a half years. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Uh, two and a quarter years. Two and a quarter years. I'm sorry. Uh, half empty, half not empty. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. You know, I don't want to overstate it. Mm. But by that point, I will not have been to a Star Trek convention in almost three years. Almost three years. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's weird. And I'm um, looking forward to this one. And as we'll talk about a news, that just keep adding people. <laughs> yeah, even today. Yeah, yeah. So say it's not everybody who gets a starship named after him can be at a convention. <laughs> Who was that? Ken Mitchell. He got a starship named after him? I'm calling the I'm saying that the Mitchell and Discovery was for him. Even though they may say differently, I'm going with that. I don't even remember the Mitchell. That tells no. you how much I, I retained. There you go. See? Well, you're welcome. So yeah, I, I was actually actually able to teach you something today. And I'm proud of that. And I love you for it. <laughs> you're proud of you? Is that what no, I'm hearing? No, I'm proud of you. Proud of you for not knowing for something. Being, for being because you know everything, and since you didn't, I got to help you. So I'm proud of you for for not I, knowing. I don't know everything. I just pay attention most of the time. What? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't have a drink. Huh? All I have is water, and I'm I'm regretting that decision every second. We're <laughs> I don't want talking. my throat to get parched because then I might be raspy. Oh yeah, that's the danger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm start coughing like I'm gonna do right now. <laughs> and he does. He's he's dying. Yeah, I did. It's, oh, it's I so did great co- to I see. Had two coughs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so awesome. <laughs> now if I get you to mute when you clear your throat, idiot. I, that's habit that happens so fast that my brain doesn't process it fast enough for the muscles of my finger to press the mute button. I think there's plenty your brain doesn't process. I don't think it's limited to that. That's true. But yeah. it's always busy doing so many other things that it just kind of pushes the unimportant <laughs> things off to the side. Yeah. Here's one of the examples. Like one breathing. plus one. Oh, my goodness. What is it? I put my pants on. <laughs> did you, though? Did you? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did check, people. I did. I did look down. Yeah. Uh, that means you'll only be able to count to 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't give me that much credit. <laughs> so today... Puppy? I was just say today as we record this, it's National Puppy Day. It is. <laughs> um, Isabella just got up from her nap, and now she's taking another nap. Another. Nap. <laughs> I can see her ear off to the side there a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Let me turn. And I'm so happy that that she met Uncle Dan for the first time in person the other day. She did. She did amazingly well. I thought. She's adorable. Yes. Absolutely adorable. Yep. She's 42 pounds and nothing but muscle. Yep. That's yep. I can't if, say uh, the same thing about you or I. Well, I, I noticed that you threw me under the bus first. Thanks well, a lot, I fatty. Just, I <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, that's, oh, I, 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 I will say, speaking of, speaking of muscle and weight and everything like that, at the gym the other day, I'm very proud. I'm very happy that on the sleds, I pulled almost 500 pounds, 20 yards. That's not easy to do. It's and I not. thought I was going to pass out afterwards. Literally, I thought I was going to pass out walking to the next station. But I, it was it was an accomplishment, so I was very proud. That's how I aggravated my foot um, I for the longest time. Too. Yep. Um, and it was recurring for quite some time. 
It was doing a sled push instead of the sled pull when I hurt my foot a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't remember which one it was, whether it was pull or push, but my nagging foot injury was tied to, to that. Yeah. Um, is it all better? It is now because I there don't push go. sleds anymore. Oh, yeah. So that's okay. I'll may, I'll, maybe I'll kick it in Chicago. I'd love to kick you. <laughs> yes. Uh, that would be amazing. You're going to get the opportunity and, and I won't, yes. I won't stop you. Yes. <laughs> We our network is going to be so oh represented God. in Chicago. It's yeah. I I'm beside myself. I had no idea that so many of the the amazing folks here on, on the Trek Geeks podcast network are actually going to Chicago. It's going to be and Mike Bovia. Yeah, and Mike Bovia. <laughs> it's going to be the first time we've been in the same room with some of these folks and yeah. the first time we've met them in person, which will be amazing. It's going to be awesome. I am so looking forward to it. And as as we talk about every time we go to a convention, the biggest factor these these days is getting back in touch with our Star Trek friends and family, and and they're our family definitely with the podcast. So it's going to be awesome meeting them in person for the first time for some of them, uh, getting back together for, after several years for others. So it's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Definitely, it's going to yeah. be a it's it's going to be a long weekend. It's going to be a quick weekend. It is. Um, and those two sound like they should be mutually exclusive, but in the world of Star Trek conventions, they really are not. Nope. Nope, and we'll be busy, but it'll be worth every second of it. We will. We, we've got a panel coming up on yeah. Sunday of that weekend. Yeah, um, looking forward to that with Heather. Tissues not included? No, get your own. Bring your own. Yeah. Um, that might be a good idea. Mm. I might um, even cry because I know that you'll be there. Wow. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm going to give wow. you a big hug on stage. No. No, yeah. you're not. Well, see, no. I know you don't want it. You're going to get it. Oh, my Boogie. <laughs> I I will punch you in the junk. Like, I would just square up. How, how do you think that's going to look? I go Damn. to hug you because I'm a loving person and you punch me. I'll just yell, security! Like I'm, <laughs> you know, running some defunct fan film. <laughs> did I True. say that out loud? I'm sorry. I did. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, that's, well, Not you. No, I didn't think <laughs> you meant me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know what's two funny? Weeks. We're talking all this great stuff about, about, about Chicago, and it's, it's still two weeks away, and this week's topic isn't even Chicago. That's the next episode. <laughs> the week we go to Chicago. Exactly. Dummy. Funny how that's scheduled like that. Wow, that's lucky. You. <laughs> Who would have thought? It was in the cards, wasn't it? It's like, oh my God, look at Boom, 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 boom. Oh my God, we're going to Chicago right when that episode drops. Who would have thought that would have happened? I don't know, Dan. <laughs> How do you think that could have occurred? You know what? Maybe I should buy a lottery ticket. Our yeah. Oh, yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah, in fact, buy a hundred of them. Get the power play, uh-huh. you know, because you want to really hit the money big. And if you win, I will just, I will cry. I'll give you that power play money back. How's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. All 10 bucks or whatever. All 50 bucks. Sorry. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm here to help. You are such a giver. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So. Two weeks. Thanks, listeners. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. I guess we're packing. For once, I've not done that. I think it's because the last time I was slated to go to a con, which was um, Star Trek Las Vegas, I started to pack like a month ahead of time. And then the week before, we decided we were canceling based yeah. on... Um, the Delta variant right. of, uh, of of COVID. So 
I've kind of not pulled my my typical routine of packing a month in advance. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I'm excited too. Don't get me wrong. Yes, yes. I can't wait. I got a whole bunch of stuff right here off camera that's going to go in my uh, extra extra suitcase of stuff that we need to bring for stuff. I don't care if I have to look like the boy in the plastic bubble. I'm attending this convention. There you go. I like that. You, so There's cool. a reference. Well, you look like John Travolta, which is not a bad thing. Encased in a hazmat suit. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. I do. You, do you remember watching that movie? I do. Absolutely. You know, I just realized my camera's on the wrong monitor. I'm gonna bring it right over here. I say because you keep looking away. Yeah. From me. There you go. How's that? Hi. Oh. <laughs> Funny. Yes. It's it's amazing. Your eyes don't look any less dead with the straight on view than they did dead from eyes. the side view. Did I like a black eyes and they roll over white and they're chiefy. Then you hear that terrible high pitched screaming. The ocean turns red and. But are you quoting Jaws? I absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Well, that's too bad. Okay. So. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the topics we've hit so far in just this first 10 minutes and 40 seconds. It's a good thing we're actually going to talk about Star Trek at some point. Stu- what? Yeah. Oh. Star Trek. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's this TV show um, that features Dumbledore Calrissian on, <laughs> <laughs> on the Battlestar Yamato, <laughs> and they search the galaxy looking for Cylons. Wow. That yep. sounds fun. I'm riffing on a uh, on something from the office. Um, okay, well I'll have to catch up. Where Jim is trying to explain to Andy about uh, Battlestar Galactica just to get just to tweak Dwight because oh. Dwight's a big Battlestar Galactica fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Isn't like, that yeah. Funny? And then he was in Star Trek. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. See. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You'll get to that episode someday too. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, pre- preview. I almost said prequel, and that would have been bad. You just, I, I don't know. Do whatever you're supposed to do right now. I don't, I don't know what that is. I just, please, just stop. 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 Go. <laughs> it's, it's, this is an audio medium. Nobody can see the it, dumb I, face I, you're I making. Don't see the dumb face I'm making. Yes, anyway. All right. You ready to do this there, yes. um, yes, liver I, lips? I am. Uh, All right, they have Freakosaurus Rex. Freakosaurus. Tuvok, you're a real Freakosaurus. <laughs> I hate that line. <laughs> I hear you breathing. Stop. Wow. Yeah, it's in stop breathing. That's correct. This is a little better than the nine minutes and 23 seconds of dead air I had last time, isn't it? Dan's dying off. On off mic, it's amazing. <laughs>